you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got the full roster of the Vegas Bad Boys here, and I'm excited to see you guys. Sin City Steve, Matt Michaels, and Simon Street. Welcome to Three Count. I'm going to mention three articles that we just pulled from the internet, and we're just going to discuss what it is that was put out there, and uh, we'll just go from there. So, Feel free, if you're listening to us live on the Facebook chat, put your comment in there, and we will try to get it on as we see fit. All right? So let's get started. This is count number one. It's from ringsidenews.com. It's titled, 205 Live is getting a name change. It says that, the WW205 would join NXT as the latest brand under the company's umbrella to get a repackaging. Their cruiserweight show, which started in 2016 with the relaunch of, of the division, will soon have a different name. The new show will likely be a B show in the main in the vein of the main event. Brian Alvarez discussed the upcoming change on today's Wrestling Observer Live, and he noted that WWE higher-ups don't want smaller wrestlers as champions anymore. Therefore, change is coming. This is what he said, quote, Of late, it has not been live. So I guess Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, these guys don't want to see any 205-pounders as champion. So it's going to get a new name. I don't know what it is. It's probably just going to be a tertiary show. I don't know what from it would be. It's going to be a low-level WWE show that, God bless them, nobody is going to watch. But this is where they will get their experience in front of a live crowd. It's coming. It's going gonna, it's gonna to no longer be 205 Live. All right, end quote. And the show was launched in the wake of the great reception of the WWE Cruiserweight Classic Tournament received, and many of the tur- uh, com- tournament competitors were signed by the company and given a home on the brand. And as time wore on, the division became more of an afterthought. It was recently reported that WWE were considering doing away with the Cruiserweight Championship, which is currently an NXT title. Specifics for what the company plans to do with the show are not yet available. Fans will have to wait to see what becomes of 205 in the future. All right, Matt Michaels. It, uh, apparently, 205 Live is getting a name change. What's your take on this? It's about damn time. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Um, yeah. You know, what I found interesting was just the take on um, as, as if there was any significance to it at all right now. Mm-hmm. And you're not losing anything by making the show uh, something where you can use that time slot for just for people to get experience in front of the camera. Right. Very simple. Um, especially with the new, you know, mold that they're taking on. And if they want to truly develop people from the ground up instead of having people come in who have, uh, you know, any kind of training experience, right. Then you, you need this. Um, so, you know, it, it, it makes a hundred percent sense to do it and to do it with, uh, that particular, the, the fact of the matter is school five started off as something that was, you know, an add on show, which never made any sense after SmackDown. It just, I'll tell you, having gone to a couple of the uh, SmackDown tapings with that after it, mm-hmm. it's like no one, people left. It, yeah, it was 
you know, it, it wasn't uh, a stable thing. So um, I think that this is probably the best decision in the end to do something that will be local to hopefully just full sale, you know, to, to, um, to the NXT shows. Um, yeah. Cause then you don't have to travel with extra people and, you know, do all that recording on the road. So, so it's a, it's a well thought of idea that's finally happening. Yeah. Let me ask you, Simon Street. I mean, I'm I'm sure if I was to ask you when the last time you watched 205, you probably would be thinking, uh, um, really trying to figure out when to win the last time. But hearing that now that they're changing up some things and, you know, trying to uh, get some of the uh, talent onto a professional setting here, will you find yourself maybe tuning in to see what they have to offer? Well, it all depends. I mean, I stopped watching 205 once uh, that belt basically traveled to NXT, the cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for me, I, I stood at that point. I didn't see no purpose of having a 205 show because most of the the main competitors that were going after the cruiserweight belt was happening on NXT. Um, I don't find it abnormal that this is the direction they want to go into because currently in NXT, you got Roger Strong cruiserweight who's actually going to change the requirement of the weight limits i don't know if it has anything to do with these changes for 205 and repackaging or anything like that but uh my biggest question is if they take the cruiserweight belt from nxt 2.0 and move it to 205 and the repackaging is something i like i might watch it mm-hmm. but if they still keep in the cruiserweight belt primarily in nxt 2.0 and they have a 205, I probably won't watch it. Again, for that main reason, I feel like the belt is important. Who has it at least the last two times, maybe three times, has been important. But the show 205 itself is dead and dead in the water. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you, Sin City Steve. I mean, uh, according to Brian Alvarez, he it, it was noted that WWE higher-ups don't want smaller wrestlers as champion anymore and therefore a change is coming do you think this is uh a, a smart kind of thing to do or or do can you see where there's opportunity for smaller wrestlers to be champions so here's the thing is they uh i can i can at least give them that they want to have a a uniform type of a look that they're looking for on all of their all, all of their brands um I think that of reason why so many people loved NXT uh, was because of, you know, that there wasn't the, the typical like um, wrestler build um, that was pushed extremely heavily on that particular show. Uh, I think the biggest problem with 205 Live is that right out of the gate, um, you, you launched a brand new show and nobody was there that, people really gave a shit about. So you didn't have that, uh, that emotional attachment from a large number of the audience or from a large, uh, a large sector of the audience. So I think that, you know, it was always, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Um, as soon as, um, as soon as the, the taping shows were over, uh, Michaels, you had mentioned that everybody bolts out the door. That's how it was. And I, I think that when people look out into the crowd and they see empty seats um, and not just a couple, but a lot, um, then you're probably going to gain casual viewers that are looking at the show and saying, okay, well, why is this arena half empty? And why should I give a shit about it if these people don't give a shit about it? So it was, it was just doomed almost right from the beginning, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you, you made one statement there that I think really is very interesting too. There are no casual viewers when it came to TO5. It was just the diehard viewers because all it was on was the network. Right. So I think that's another thing too. It's, you know, it'd be different if this was a USA show or a sci-fi show, right? Or, you know, another uh, cable outlet. So I think that you know, it, it comes down to if you have a product that will now 
develop people, might as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, not losing any. So, and and you know, obviously, um, we've talked ad nauseum about how the 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 things that WWE is now valuing in the people that they're recruiting and the people that they're bringing to the PC. Um, they're wanting to create their own their own roster. They are not wanting to you know pick people from the indies anymore. Uh, people that have you know cut their teeth elsewhere and bring them in. Uh, now they are wanting to create their own homegrown brand and actually have NXT 2.0 be a developmental brand. Um, and as a result of that, you're gonna you're seeing more of a cohesion and more continuity among all of the brands. So I think that yeah, this is going to be comparable to like a uh, like a jacked or a metal or you know one of those other type shows. And realistically, what it should be is it should be an avenue to bring in people that nobody knows or that, you know, that people very, very few, um, you know, very few ring appearances by the, the people that are going to be on this show. Um, I think that they did, they did test out something with Lash Legend. Uh, getting her opportunity, uh, you know, to have her initial debut match on a 205 Live. And now you've got uh, uh, just this past week on NXT, you have Joe Gacy cutting the promo saying how he's going to change the name of a show that has been oppressive. So I think that that's going to tie in and you're going to have some, again, continuity, um, br- maybe bringing Joe Gacy over from NXT 2.0 to the the show that's currently named 205 live and he is i don't know if he's going to be like a major recurring character on that show but i think that you know it's definitely going to be shaped and that's going to be the angle avenue that they're going to take with it well you know it's it's, it's interesting when you're talking about joe gacy that's what i was mentioning earlier i just couldn't think of his name because currently in the nxt that's what him and roger strong are kind of going back and forth and that's why it's not surprising this repackaging but you said something that really makes sense and i know down the road we'll be talking about it sooner than later is uh being more organic with their solutions with wwe to me that's that that's the way that you want to take wrestling into the next era because from a business standpoint no offense indies are great but it's hard sometimes to root out a lot of bad habits or to teach what you want your product to be it's easy to just cultivate. And I'm be honest with you, a lot of sports athletes fit that bill better. They're already they're already groomed to be coachable. So, you know, it just makes more sense. So brilliant on bringing that up. Just want to put that out there. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. Let's go to our second count. And this one is from sportskeeda.com. And this is one of the uh, one of the articles they do where it's four wrestling rumors we hope are true and three we hope aren't. And so um, what I'm going to do is pretty much just read off the numbers of what it is. And then um, I'm going to allow each one of you to just decide whichever one you want to talk about as as you hope or or um, or not hope that is true. Um, if you want to talk on that particular one, if you don't care about it, don't even mention it up. All right. So number four, uh, hope that is true is the WWE's backstage plans for Austin theory. So of course we know we've seen him backstage with, uh, with Vince McMahon and, um, uh, just kind of read an article. It looks like that, um, uh, he is actually doing pretty good numbers. So, uh, when he's, when he's on air with, uh, with Vince, so we'll see where that goes with that. All right, so that's what one thing you hope is true. What you hope that isn't true? WWE Hall of Fame famer Edge made a possibly controversial decision on Raw, and so um, I, I I guess that has to do with. Uh, uh, Mike Johnson from PW Insider has shed some uh, light backstage about the news of, uh, of they say last night's show, but I think it was uh, a, a week or two ago, in regards to the mention of recent WWE releases being subject matters in the promos 
Uh, it's, it's, uh, and it says Johnson reports that the mentions of Liv Morgan's friends being released in her promo last night was uh, was either a call from Vic McMahon or someone else on the WWE creative team. So it has to do with that, that they hope isn't true. Again, WWE Hall of Famer Edge made possibly a controversial uh, decision. All right, the next one has to be that they hope is true. Negative backstage reaction in WWE to the releases reference so it almost kind of piggybacked from what we just um that what we just said and one of the things that highlight is that it, it it happened several times during this week and i had a former wwe wrestler former wwe producer and current wwe wrestler that were all telling me how bad a taste they thought that was so very interesting on that that they hope that uh, that they hope is true the negative reaction in WWE to the releases references. All right. The uh the next one is number 2, what you hope isn't true. WWE's original plan for the Vince McMahon egg storyline. And I guess they said the original idea was much worse uh with the stakes much lower. Create creative reportedly had an idea for the egg storyline to be integrated with the 24/7 championship. And the Fightful notes that they heard that the pitch was vetoed by representatives from both The Rock and Red Noticed, which forced WWE to think much harder about the storyline, which was produced. All right. So that one is um, you hope isn't true that WWE original plans for the Vince McMahon egg storyline. And this one here is. What we hope is true, WWE has reportedly paid for Impact Wrestling Stars rehab in the past. And um, and I guess Meltzer has said that, yes, I think even the fact that they would pay for Moxley's rehab, because that's the nature of the policy, because they have definitely paid for people when they've been in Impact. They haven't paid for the rehab for of anyone in AEW that I know of, but they have definitely paid for Impact, you know, which is a rival promotion. So... Um, I guess that would be something that um, that you hope is true, that WWE has reportedly paid for Impact Wrestling Stars rehab in the past. All right, and then coming down to the last, the last two that you hope isn't true, the real reason why Kevin Owens was added to the WWE title match at day one, and it's, it, this goes by what Meltzer says, it's allowed them to stretch the feud out between Biggie and Seth Rollins because Kevin Owens can get pinned and they can keep the feud going. Because on that side, as long as Biggie is a babyface champion, it's going to be tough to put Edge in there. Who is their other Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens? And we don't know how long Kevin Owens is going to be there. His contract is coming up at the end of January after the Royal Rumble, and he'll have a decision to make. All right, so that's one to think about that you hope isn't true. The real reason why Kevin Owens was added to WWE match for day one. And the very last one would be that you hope is true. The possibility of MJF in WWE um, and his future. And, of course, this also was written, uh, Dave Meltzer, who said, I had a conversation with him about it, and I don't think he's going anywhere. They usually don't give ridiculous deals to someone who has never, in their mind, been a big deal. I could see there's there being a big bidding war. It's just a question of how high they're willing to go. I wouldn't say he's locked it to AEW, but all things being equal, he won't be leaving AEW. All right, fellas, we have four wrestling rumors that you we hope are true or we hope that aren't true i just wanted to hear what your thoughts i'm gonna start with you simon street because you originally uh sent this off what was your um your thoughts on the uh what they laid out so you said the rules are just pick one that you want to talk about right yeah you can pick one okay. just pick one gotcha. yeah. um i'm gonna pick the one that you know with regards to uh, kevin owens being added to the day one match um it, it's no secret that Kevin Owens' contract is coming up. Um, a lot of people out there will probably say that it makes sense because a lot of people that Kevin Owens came up with are probably going to AEW in some form or another, and it seems like a likely choice. However, I do believe that this rumor is uh, totally uh, not, you know, well, not true. I do believe that he was added to the day one match because he is involved in the storyline currently right now. And he's someone that I think for the longest time, they wanted to kind of pull that trigger with him 
for him to start doing more. You know, it's, it's, it's time for him to get into the rotation of things. And I think that, you know, when his contract does come up, me personally, I think he's going to make the right decision and stay with WWE because I think he has more to gain, at least for the right now, uh, versus going to AEW. I think he knows that there's a potential he might get lost in the sauce a little bit. Okay. Got you, got you. Let's uh, move over to you, uh, Sin City Steve. You tell me which one you chose. So, actually, um, the one that I chose was the – give me one moment here. I'm actually going through the the article, but the the Austin Theory one – Right at the very beginning, uh, WWE's backstage plans for Austin Theory. Um, I, I, I've seen Austin Theory wrestle on the indies uh, before he went to WWE, and he is an amazing talent. Um, when he went to NXT, uh, he showed his diversity in his acting ability, um, and you know, he, to my knowledge, he hadn't he hadn't ever played a um, a guy that was just dumb, uh, and he played it extremely well, like. I'm sure that there are quite a few people in the audience that, you know, were completely sold on the fact that he was dumber than a box of shit. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah, he, he did a great, he did a great job of showing off his acting talents and his, his ability to play diverse roles. Um, so that's one thing that I, I only hope for the best for this dude. He's 24. And quite frankly, WWE, they they need to start pushing younger talents, mm-hmm. um, and especially something that is very, very key. Think about it. When was the last time that Vince McMahon himself was very hands-on with a character on WWE programming? It's been a while. So for him to be involved with this push, there has to be something, there has to be, you know, a decent push behind this guy. I mean, um, whether whether you know you want to to go all the way back to the attitude era uh like I know Simon Street was showing off his Austin shirt uh or if you want to uh to think about what he did with uh branding Drew McIntyre as being the chosen one which I see a large parallel between the two of these guys um you know I relatively the same age um hopefully they don't make Austin Theory um, you know, leave and go find himself and come back. Hopefully they are able to, you know, work with what he has and what he is bringing to the table. Um, because I think that he could be a franchise player in WWE. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Let me jump over to you, Matt Michaels. Which one of these uh, caught your interest? Uh, I just first want to give, Steve, some credit for making me picture Austin Theory in a kilt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who who knows? Maybe he'll he'll stab a sword through a fucking desk. (laughs) That no one can pull out, apparently. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I think I gotta... I just gotta point out the stupid fucking one of the idea that they're glad that it wasn't true or hoped it wasn't true about the egg being part of the 24 seven title or what, what a fucking stupid whoever writes this shit needs to get fired. It's fucking <laughs> awful, man. Let alone those who pick this shit for the show, but that's a whole different topic. <laughs> I knew uh, you had something fucked up to say. <laughs> glad you met my expectations um i just i I mean how do you say we're glad that we're hoping it isn't true that this was the case it's like well they didn't go through with it if it was the case so why do you fucking care i mean (laughs) jesus talk about needing to make a quota for your paycheck Right, it it just fucking got awful. Um, I, how many how many things backstage get fucking scrapped every single fucking minute? Let alone you know, yeah, this kind of thing. So, um, and I think one of the most <laughs> one of the most again ridiculous things is the fact that they had to point out that The Rock 
um, wasn't going to sign off on the egg being a 24-7 belt angle. And it's like, really, we got to the point where The Rock was pitched this? I doubt it. <laughs> well, I think the reason why they did that, because he was in a movie on Netflix about an egg. I think it's called Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds. No, I know. I, absolutely, I know this, Simon. <laughs> It, it is kind of the whole tie-in of the goddamn fucking egg. But the idea that they would write this as if The Rock was the one who was like, hey, we got to run this past The Rock. To if Vince McMahon wanted to fucking do that, he would have done that. But this probably doesn't even fucking smell like an actual story. So thank you. I think it's Raj something or another. Good job, Raj, on Sportskeeda. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go into our third count, which is from CagesideSeats.com. It's titled, WWE Announces First Ever NIL Class of College Athletes. And it reads like this, that last week, WWE announced an NIL program to take advantage of the NCAA's new NIL, which is name, likeness, name, image, and likeness policy that allows college athletes to get paid for things other than playing the sports they represent in their schools and to clearly repurpose the acronym as, quote, next in line, end quote. Now, jokes aside, it's a smart way for WWE to cost, effecti- cost effectively get a look at talented athletes to determine if they have what it takes to succeed in their business. For the athletes, it's a payday and access to world-class facilities at the Orlando Performance Center where they can see if pro wrestling sports entertainment is something they'd be interested in doing doing, and, and the not unlikely event they don't make a living in their primary sport. And it's also a big step in WWE's moving their developmental program away from signing wrestlers from the independents and towards building superstars from the ground up. So it says today, uh, which is December 8th, they announced their first next in-line class, and it talks about that these 15 young men and women would join the Olympic gold medal winning wrestler and University of Minnesota All-American Gable Stevenson's in the WWE NIL program. So it goes over all the different names and people. Uh, and then they end it by saying, is the next Bianca Belair or Braun Breaker in this group? All right. This was the story here by Sin City Steve. What was your take when you read this article? So I think that this establishes the uh, the jumping off point for how WWE is going to restock their coffers, if you will. So basically, they've got Gable Stevenson, and then they also named these 15 athletes. Um, one thing that is definitely of note, mm-hmm. there is not a single male athlete under six feet tall. And there is not a female athlete under five feet five tall, so that tells you right there what kind of a uh, what kind of a height requirement that they are looking for. Um, and realistically, they could they could have set parameters at whatever they wanted to with this. So I know that we've talked plenty about um, you know the the changing of the image and what what they're going to be looking for in a prototypical superstar in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually now provides a bridge for athletes coming out of college um, to make a seamless transition if they don't succeed in their in their primary sport that they're playing in college um, to make their way to the performance center to get into NXT. Um, and to build that next pipeline of WWE superstars. Mm -hmm. I think this is fucking genius. Wow. All right, all right. Well, let me jump over to you and ask Simon Street. Do you think that this is a genius plan, you know, now that you see what we've, uh, what this program offers? Fuck yeah, it is, 100%. Uh, And kind of like I mentioned before, because I didn't want to give away 
what this article was, but uh, two, two things stick out of mind. Number one, these people getting out of college are already groomed to be coachable in general. Athletes are already mostly coachable in general. And if you look at WWE and when they've had actual past athletes, it's worked out a more, more at a beneficial rate than someone from the Indies. That's not to put people from the Indies down at all. I'm just saying from a WWE standpoint that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Another thing I think it was good too is because, you know, uh, if you look at The Rock, this is the same pathway that The Rock basically went to. You know, he did, he went into it. Yeah, yeah. Give me that look, Michaels, and shut the hell up and listen to me. So The Rock, even though he had all this background and he had all this family that was in wrestling, he went to school in hopes and dreams to be a football uh, player. That's what he wanted to do. You know, um, it didn't quite work out. Yeah, he went, uh, went to Canada to play football for a while. But I do think that he had that opportunity to go in. Yes, he may have got in some doors quickly and had to work his way up. But I'm saying it makes more sense for this because there's facilities and things that someone can go into. Like if I'm an athlete myself and I've also grew up watching WWE or watching wrestling in general, right? And I want to go out to be a football player, a basketball player, and it does not work out. My backup plan going in is like, all right, I'm going to take me some acting classes. I'm probably going to do a double major or major in, in theatrical arts on the side because my game plan is, okay, if football or sports don't work out, my backup plan could be to go ahead and try out for the WWE. It's a hell of a lot easier for you to maybe go that pathway. And if you even think about it, there's going to be a larger amount of people that's going to be coming up to WWE's uh, footsteps to try and get next in line. I think it's what they're calling it, right? next right. in line or something mm -hmm. like that, you're going to see a lot more people. They may not accept them all, but they're going to get that steady stream in. And like I said, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm actually excited about this. And I, I don't look at it as a negative thing. And I think that uh, give it about five, maybe 10 years, we'll start seeing the fruits of, of this venture. Matt Michaels, do you see anything that could possibly go wrong with having this pr program? Or do you just see... 100% full success on what we're reading into this article here. Well, there's a couple of thoughts. First is um, The Rock had the family fucking in the business, so obviously it's, it's not the same equivalent. The reason being is the fact that um, the opportunity for these guys to to sign is twofold. One, they're allowing them finally in college to make money. So let's let's really be realistic here. Um, what a fucking great way to get paid to spend your summers training and you know then go back to school or you know right out of college train and see they can make something of you um and i think that that absolutely 100 percent reeks of nick khan because nick khan is a sports guy all right that's where he you know made his his uh you know his claim for years so it's a smart move to allow these guys because there's going to be more people who are going to want to try this to make the money so, you know, now you said the the, the dangers or the, the yeah. possible bad things. Yeah. It goes along those lines. You're going to get people who don't give a shit about pro wrestling going out just to get the money. Mm -hmm. So you're going to possibly create a generation of people who are all shit <laughs> and, and want to go play softball, but get paid to rest right, right 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 so i think that's one of the biggest things um i uh, i also find it very funny that this all comes after vince finally went down he probably was like wait a minute god damn it pal we're at full sale university whoa where are the college students <laughs> and so he probably just at that moment realized they're in a college Oh, well, we better have college people doing this then. So it's uh, it's a good change. Yeah. 
um, based along the ideas of one thing, and that is if they're going to do this, they are going to then, I think, take certain people who become available, let's say that going back to MJF, now you can commit that money to bring MJF straight to SmackDown or Raw, right? That's what you're going to see start happening is the guys that get established who are not, you know, getting the contract from AEW because they can't resign them. Um, they're going to throw money the, that way to guys who are polished. Yeah. So you can have a balance of guys who are coming through their system and guys who are already television name ready. And, you know, that's how you, that's how you see this future creation. It's not NXT. Let's let's all remember one thing. This all isn't about NXT as a product. It's about the WWE at the main level and what it's going to look like five to 10 years from now. And this is your, again, you're, you're seeing the formation of, you know, Braun Breaker and uh, Von Wagner. These are your Cena's. These are your Batista's. These are your Brock Lesnar's and Randy Orton's. And that's what we're going to see. And also get ready because fans are going to fucking hate it at certain points because these are the guys who are going to continue to get pushed on their throats. Yeah. So, got that. Yep. All right. It's funny you said that, Matt Michaels, because those are going to be the same people that swear they love Cena, die hard, and was ignoring people when we said they're pushing certain people down their throats. Those are going to be the first people complaining. The the one thing that I really like with this is that now they're, you know, they're they're tipping their hand with that they are looking for image over ability and this is you know this is what they've been kind of uh you know slyly saying for quite some time but now they are making it known that this is what they're looking to do and how they're looking to build their company you hit the nail right on the head michaels and it, it, one of the funny things if you look in the list of names is you can start seeing certain things like the twins we did great with the Bella twins let's find the next generation where do you go the independence no how the fuck are you gonna find you know it's a needle in a haystack we're we're gonna pay you guys to come and fucking work out and learn it and train and if you like it you're gonna make lucrative money because you're already slotted in and whatever the buy-in is, and then just going to keep going up from there. So, yeah, it's 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 a very interesting concept, and I think it's also a concept that's going to piss off a lot of, you know, again, the traditional Mark wrestling fans who just don't see any value in this because why are you passing up on these great independent talents for, but, you know, but college you know, athletes? Good, but you know who's going to gain out of this? AEW if they're smart because their model program is going to be or could be we're the people that represent the next step for the Indies. We represent <laughs> I know you're laughing but no, it w- but it went out the fucking door dude. They already fucking shut the door on that shit. Well I'm just saying they're going to have a lot of people standing in the AEW line most likely once it takes off in the next three to four years because like I said they're looking but- the factory at WWE, and a lot of that's not going to include traditional people it's, from the indies or from other promotions. And it's not going to include them in AEW either. Perhaps. Well, they've already shown their hand. You know, Steve made a great point. This is what the WWE is doing and showing their hand. AEW's already shown their hand. We'll take your fucking people that you guys put on TV, we'll put them on our show, and we'll push out those guys because you're already starting to see you know the the start of the people who were supposed to be the featured ones in AEW getting pushed out the door because they're not getting any fucking airtime. You know what they're it's making? They're making even. the same mistakes that TNA made when Hogan came in, when a lot of those other people came in. 
it just, I guess, I guess, same mistake, same profit. But you, you got to understand one simple thing. One simple thing is that AEW is not in the same realm of what TNA was doing because of the fact that AEW has a higher profile cable program, right? So they have to start figuring out a way to bring in more viewers on a regular basis because of the fact that ad revenue is so much higher than it ever was for TNA. The problem is when you lose wrestling companies like ROH, now you're stuck with the WWE is doing that with their talent and building these particular types and AEW is using known talent to raise their exposure and impact is still on access, which they're kind of in a, a weird limbo of names and some independent type names, right? You don't have that major company right now for a lot of these guys to CM Punk, Samoa Joe, and um, those guys like Brian Danielson, if it wasn't for Ring of Honor, those guys don't get to the next level. And I know this because I was there with Joe and in UPW. And Joe was the typical guy who was just fucking phenomenal. I was never going to get the look from Vince. You know, they, they signed John Ironwright and Nathan Jones because of the bodies. But ignored the pure talent of a guy like Samoa Joe who lived and breathed wrestling. So you need that you need that ground where guys can really get that exposure and become the independent darlings. And one of the companies that can benefit from all of this, GCW. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's a very, very good point. Very good point. All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys for that. That is our three count. We're um about to end our three count we thank everybody for for listening hanging out we're going to give our final thought uh a quick final thought for everyone this is going if you're watching us live this would be our our last live one three count for the year but we do have a lot of content that we're still going to be bringing uh to you throughout the rest of the month and when we go back for the new year it's going to be an exciting time it's all i can tell you so um just Make sure you keep it locked on our social media. We'll keep all keep all the information, keep you locked with all the right information so you know what to expect and when to expect it, all right? But we, we thank you for definitely being listeners to us. And I just personally want to wish you a happy holidays and um, enjoy time with your family. Make sure you be safe out there because, you know, we live in crazy times. But still, and try to enjoy yourself and your family this holiday season all right let me go over to you simon street what would you like to tell the good people who are listening to us well shit since uh this is gonna be the last show of the year might as well just give a uh wait 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 wait. (laughs) time out it's the last live stream of the year right the last show of the year well i'm talking about the last people watching this live is what i mean right am i correct in that okay absolutely all right. So for everybody who's watching this live, first and foremost, thank you. We appreciate your support and your continuous viewership. Um, the one thing I can tell you is that um, go into the next year, if you're a person that only watches us, uh, with a brand new attitude, brand new focus, and a desire to make an even bigger impact than you did in 2021. And always try to be better in the way that you treat others and the way that you treat yourself. If you treat yourself like gold, let that transform into the way you treat others. That's all I got to say. All right. Thank you for that. Sin City. Steve, what do you want to tell the good people? Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. Uh, We definitely appreciate y'all. Obviously, uh, we'll be releasing content um, up, you know, all the way until the end of the year and beyond. 
But uh, for our live stream viewers, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us. It's been awesome. Um, and as far as, uh, you know, I, I know I, I go on like a, a three-pronged kind of a thing, but I do also want to mention one thing. We are at the holiday season. First off, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever whatever you celebrate. I just hope that this holiday season is a good one for you and that you make it as best as you possibly can. By that same token, if you know somebody that maybe doesn't have, you know, family, friends, whatever, um, that, you know, they're not in the best kind of mindset, reach out to them. You know, maybe if you work with a certain person at work that, you know, you can tell that, you know, the holidays are hitting them hard, you know, don't be afraid to say, hey, you know, give me a, you know, like, let's go have lunch. Like, you know, give me a call. Let's, let's hang out that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that this time of the year is very difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. So just be very mindful of that. Um, thank you to all of the special and, uh, and, and brave, brave, brave men and women uh, serving this country uh, lands foreign and domestic. Again, an extremely difficult time of the year for you guys. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And we really, we appreciate everything that you do. Um, our boy, the storm and Mormon, John, you're on deploy right now, brother. We love you. I hope that you have a Merry Christmas, man. And to everyone else that is deployed as well. Thank you for all of the work that you're doing. Um, last but not least, repsports.com, reppsports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout weight loss and general energy needs. Repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Thank you much, Sin City Steve. Matt Michaels, what would you like to tell the good people? Just a, a couple things. So uh, first thought, just Steve, first time in three years that I finally realized that you'd say PP every show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, a fond uh, farewell to uh, Blackjack Lanza, who passed away this week. Um, he was uh, just a, an innovator in the industry. Uh, him and Mulligan, uh, as the Blackjacks, were a sensational team that missed the, um, the, if they, if they came along 10 years later, they would have been one of the hottest tag teams in the eighties. Um, so they set a lot of groundwork and, and Lanza did a lot of, um, just great work backstage with the talent. Um, you know, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe and, uh, and Lanza, um, and Tony Gria. I think uh, are the four pronged monster that really helped um, just developing, um, you know, the, the nineties through the, the early two thousands uh, of pro wrestling. Um, then um, from there, uh, like to shout out my boy, Sonny kiss who uh, shares the birthday with me this past uh, Saturday. So, uh, Shout out to Sunny Kiss and also uh, sign Lady uh, uh, our gal Terry, who also had the birthday on Saturday as well. And finally, uh, big congratulations uh, goes out to my man DDP. Wow, he knows how to do um, not only an engagement but a surprise wedding. He got married. And through a surprise wedding for his uh, his new wife, uh, Paige. Um, and yes, uh, you know, she is now Paige Paige, um, which, is, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, but, uh, man, if, uh, if anyone listening, if you guys get a chance to just, you know, Google up uh, DDP uh, engagement or DDP wedding, and um it, boy he did it they, they did the whole he's a, he's a christmas guy man he's a christmas freak so the whole tuxes were white red and it was stunning um katie forbes uh rvd they just had their wedding page was at the wedding for them they were at his wedding um there were a number of, of, uh, of guests as well um, that were at the wedding um, that it just, it was a special thing, man. 
And um, my, dude, it's just so good to see him happy and to uh, and he and he got a good one to to Paige seems to be a really really um, wonderful person. Um, so it's just it's so nice to see that, especially the time of year and how much it means to uh, to Dallas. And uh, you know, it's uh, stories like that that we need to hear a little bit more of uh yeah uh with all the uh, crap that goes on out there so absolutely and shout out to uh uh to chris um first off man shout out to you brother thanks for hanging out with us all the time i love when i see you on when i don't see you i go where the hell is chris find him so uh it's good to see you he just commented and said that mark merrill also has pictures of the wedding on his facebook page so feel free guys to jump on his uh to check it out but um man uh guys this is this has been great just know that um that next year is just going to be an exciting time you know there's a lot of people who who's tried this podcasting and you know they figure out you know it's just not for them or whatever and we're we're still at it we're still going strong you know we'll be uh we'll be starting would that be year five jesus four? no four yeah going into year four yeah yeah season yeah 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 i, I thought it was somewhere between there. Yeah, four yeah four <laughs> yeah yeah well you know i think the problem is is i've been surrounded by y'all like so five. so long that i it's yeah it feels like it's five even six but you, uh, you look like it's been ten you know what? Go to hell. You look like uh, Johnny Knoxville. Like you're the only person out of jackass that look old. Everybody still looks the same age. Oh man. Johnny Knoxville looks like he aged by like twenty years. Yeah. But uh but anyway, yeah. Uh so we can't wait to see you guys next year. Make sure you take a listen to all of our content. We really got some really good stuff coming up uh this month. And um yeah, I, even some things I'm sure you're gonna be wanting to comment on use our social media page to comment on we will we respond you know we we take a look and we 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 all have certain opinions and we will all uh add our opinions to whatever statement that is so uh just make sure you continue to um to follow us and we will continue to to keep you entertained with that we will see you next time take care peace Biggest bad boys of podcasting.